Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Dallas, Texas, the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars. This is Oilers now. I want to tell you, pizza, royal pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of royal pizzas, 14 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca. Or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Reminder, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line momentarily. Once we're able to negotiate contact with them, uh, we'll hook up with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Joe Burrow winning the Heisman Trophy. On the uh, weekend, the quarterback at LSU, uh, they are in the uh, Final Four for the uh, National Championship. Uh, what else happened of note in the NFL? Well, obviously, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens now 12-2 and on the season. The CHL-NHL Top Prospects game has just announced their players. Edmonton Oil Kings' Jake Neighbors, who's not considered a uh, uh, A-rated first-round candidate, but it's probably going to be a late first-rounder early second round pick. He's now up to a point per game. Uh, he is one of the players. A lot of focus is obviously going to be on Alexis Lafreniere and Quinton Byfield. Those two are expected to go 1-2 and Byfield is closing. Uh, many of you saw uh, Lafreniere play two years ago here in Edmonton at the Holinka Gretzky tournament. We've got Jay Woodcroft, I believe. That's I can tell the cue's up. And so we're going to head down to Bakersfield at this time. Jay, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, decent weekend for you guys. Three out of a possible uh, four points. And I know you got a, a solid goaltending performance on Saturday. And that has been something that has maybe undermined sort of evaluating your team this season. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, anytime you lose your starting goaltender for almost 12 weeks, it, you know, it puts uh, a lot of duress on, on the team. But uh, we've had some young guys get some good experience, and we've 
stayed in the mix with uh, trying to find an identity of, of playing towards, um, you know, close hockey, uh, valuing defensive details. And uh, I thought the, the win on Saturday night, we got a strong performance from Shane uh, when he was called upon, but we didn't give up a whole lot. And if we can do that, uh, we're going to continue to scratch our claw, uh, our way into a good spot. We should mention, uh, because he does have uh, fans in the Edmonton market, uh, especially given the fact that he comes from a family of nine kids, uh, Stuart Skinner today was assigned down to Wichita, which is a clear sign that Shane Storette is healthy, so Wells is going to back Storette up for a while. Uh, also, how much of a workload do you guys have before we get into the Christmas break? Right, yeah, that's a, that's a big factor, and it is that... Uh, we have two games before before Christmas here, and it's a it's an opportunity for Stewart uh, to go down to the East Coast League and and work on his game, put his game through the car wash, so to speak. And um, you know, it, it's a good opportunity for him to see a lot of action there. So, for us, uh, with two games over the next um, sequence of days, uh, it just made sense because, as you said, Shane's getting back to to full health and. And uh, it's not, like I said, an opportunity for Stewart to polish up some of his game. It's funny. I talked to Jim Nill today, uh, Jay, as you know, and there's sort of, and you worked in that Detroit organization, and there was a philosophical approach to whatever term you want to use, over-ripening or ripening or marinating or giving prospects time. And I'm sitting here looking at, you know, the orders are in an 0-3 and one stretch, and people are like, well, you know, why wouldn't you bring up Yamamoto right now? Maybe he can do some things that some other guys can't on the wing. And... Uh, but there is a patient approach, and does that make it a little not not that it's more challenging when you got a, an influx of players in, a, but at least more consistent for you on a day to day basis, knowing well, you know what, there it doesn't matter if Bouchard kills it for ten straight games or Yamamoto kills it for six or seven straight games. There's a plan here, and they're going to see that plan through. Well, yeah, I think that uh, Ken does have a clear plan of uh, letting young players work through things in the American Hockey League. I saw that up close uh, with how he operated in Detroit when I first started my career. And uh, that said, you know, there's been some flux down here this year. I think uh, through the first 21 games, we had never dressed the same lineup. Uh, And that was just based on sometimes it's call-up, sometimes it's send-down, sometimes it's injuries. Uh, that's life in the American Hockey League. But what I think uh, having that mindset does is it doesn't confuse some of these young players uh, about where they're going to be or where they're supposed to be or anything like that. They're, when they're here in the American Hockey League, they're here to work on their craft, uh, to polish up parts of their game, and to give them the skills that they'll need for long careers in the NHL, not just to go up for a cup of coffee, but to go up and uh, succeed when the opportunities before them. It's funny, Jay, because the one guy that went down and was only for a couple of games and looked completely different when he came back up was Gaetan Haas. Even yeah. Person, who, you know, I'm sure, I know he had a tough night. Uh, was it Friday night? I think he had a tough night. He was on for a couple goals against, and, you know, there were some puck battles that he'd like to have back. 
I even noticed a difference when, with him when he came back up, you know, in terms of, and those are guys coming over from Europe and they're a little bit older. And, and maybe that's just a byproduct as they got better acclimatized to North American hockey and playing at the, a, a slightly, not, you know, significantly reduced, but slightly reduced pace maybe made them realize that they had a little bit more time and space to make plays. Did you, I mean, what did you notice with Haas when he went down there? Because he's been pretty good since he's come back up. And what about Person since he's gone down there? Well, when Haas came down, uh, he hadn't seen a lot of ice time prior to him being reassigned to Bakersfield. And what we wanted to do for him was just to build his puck confidence and to put him into situations where he felt uh, good about himself so that um, when the time came and he went back up, that, that he'd be confident in the minutes that he was getting. Uh, and, you know, it's our belief here that, you know, if you're a, if you're a ten minute player and we want to get you to twelve minutes, well, those ten minutes have to be productive. They have to be confident minutes, and then all of a sudden you get a little bit more responsibility. So when Gaetan came down to work with us here, that was our job was to try and increase his confidence level. Um, he worked at it, and that's the biggest credit is to him because he put the time in to work at it. Uh, he ended up having a really good game. Um, his second game here uh, when we were on the road in Stockton, Ken Holland was at that game, saw that. It just so happens that there was an opportunity uh, for someone to be recalled immediately after, and, and it was him. So, you know, he went down, he worked at his game, and he was ready for the next opportunity. Um, if when you're talking about Yoel Person, Yoel came down, number one, he had another good attitude. He he wanted to work at the different parts of his game that he felt weren't up to his caliber. Uh, and part of that was just being able to um, play, or play quick on the small rink, to make plays on the small rink. And I think, uh, you know, he came down, he had a little bit more time, he worked at it. And like, like I said, his attitude was such that uh, when he got recalled, he showed... Uh, that he had taken a step and since that time he's been sent back down and like you said he had a tough game on the Friday night but on Saturday he was much better uh, he's been a good player all right. Uh, switching focus to, to a couple of prospects that we get, you know, the fans sit there, they look at the lack of production on the wings. And tonight, by the way, Jay, the orders are going McDavid, Dry settled, Nugent Hopkins down the uh, middle. And some fans are saying, why wouldn't they give Yamamoto a look here? And conversely, you know, uh, at times we're seeing, uh, certainly with Ethan Bear, like he was so good early. He's had a couple tough games and people said, well, what about uh, Bouchard? So give me your perspective on what you're seeing out of those two players right now. Well, I think uh, we can start with Yamo. Yamo has been uh, an effective player since he's come back from injury. Um, you know, he he's, he's had... Uh, lots of opportunities to score. He's working on converting those at a, a higher rate at this level. Uh, but the good news is that he is getting those opportunities. He creates on the forecheck. You know that he draws a lot of penalties. I think he's an excellent penalty killer. And for for him, his, his mind is clear. He's here to work at his game and to build consistency at this level so that when the time does come, he's ready for it. 
Um, but he is working hard at that on a day-to-day basis. When it comes to Bouchard, I thought um, there were a couple games in November that he would have liked to have had back. Uh, and then he, he put together a really good run of games um, over, I would say, a, probably a five, five-week period where he just kept getting better and better. I think his skating is coming. He's learning how to defend men um, quicker and with a little bit more urgency. Um, his game's in a good spot. He still um, is at the point where uh, he's getting lots of offensive chances. He's working at converting and, and hitting the net more with his big shot. Uh, but he's both of those guys have been very good players for us. Uh, very important players as young players for the Bakersfield Condors. Tyler Benson's been sort of streaky when he's actually scored the goals, hasn't he been, Jay? Yeah, he's had a, he's had some big games and then some some quieter games, and you know he's not unlike uh, a lot of our team. We're searching for um, consistency, and then the consistency is not just defensively, and it's not just uh, special teams wise. It's offensive consistency as well. But uh, I thought Tyler uh, had a very good weekend. He had a big night on the Friday night, scored some nice goals in hard areas, which is a good sign for him. Um, He created on the Saturday night. We didn't uh, fill the net, so to speak, but we found a way to win a game 2-1, to and he was a big part of it. Um, Ryan McLeod, another guy we get asked a lot about. He's got to get in the guts of the game. Are you seeing some progression with him since the start of the season? Um, I think so, I, but he's like uh, a lot of these young guys that are coming into this league, and we, I'm going to use the same word that I talked about with Benson, is consistency, and the consistency of bringing it on a nightly basis, a consistency of learning how to have an effect on each and every game, and sometimes uh, that happens in different ways. Sometimes it can happen with a big penalty kill. Sometimes it can be a block shot. Sometimes it can be with a goal or, or setting up a goal. Um, for us, with Ryan, we've experimented with sometimes moving him up the lineup, lineup and putting him on the wing. Sometimes we've had him in the middle. We're looking for a consistent guts-of-the-game effort on a night-in, night-out basis, but he's a young man that's finding his way. He's had great moments, and when he does have those, he plays more. And when he has struggles to find that consistency, his ice time gets reduced a little bit. But that's not uncommon for any young player at the American Hockey League level. Jay, it's interesting because, you know, there's discussions about what Edmonton might possibly give up to give up a rental player. And one guy that I get asked a lot about by, uh, frankly, by visiting pro scouts is Dmitry Samarukov and where he's going to get to as a player. And I'm just wondering, because uh, I know I think you had to sit him out maybe once early, just sit him down and get him to watch a bit. Uh, how's he coming along down there? Samarukov is coming. He is coming. He uh, he had some moments early in the, in the season where, you know, he'd like to have them back. But he's also another one of these young guys that, that is learning his way in a man's league. And it, it, the American League is a very, very high level of hockey. So um, you mentioned that out once or twice. That is a development tool. Two games from 30,000 feet, so to speak. 
But he's come back, and I see real progress in his game. I see um, a good first pass. I see him um, showing up in a lot of offensive chances by getting his shot through and by not being afraid to jump into the play at the offensive zone blue line. His has been around. He's price time, and it's a credit to him because he's putting a lot of work in. Well, I mean, you take a look at the progression and growth for him, Jay, from Guelph in his first year to his third year. It was quantum, the amount of leaps he took. Final question, you mentioned sort of a lightened schedule. What's the workload like this week? So this week, the players had a day off today. Um, we're in, into a development week for us where we're going to work a lot on uh, individual skills. Like I said, we have two games before Christmas. We uh, fly out to Colorado on Friday, and it's a it's a big weekend for us because there's a bunch of teams um, all kind of bunched together and, and for us this is one of the competitors so it's a big weekend for us with four points on the table Jay we appreciate your time uh, thank you for joining us in Oilers now and we'll hook up next week when you get back from Colorado okay Bob take care that is Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 149 in Edmonton. We'll get to this day in Oilers history and hear from Andrew Cogliano when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. We already heard from James Day. It's 152 in Edmonton. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. I remember it well. It's for New West Travel. Join Oilers Now on a great road trip to see the Oilers and the Hawks in the second half of the season in Chicago. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? All right, back in 2003 on this day, Bob, the Oilers trade holdout Mike Comrie to the Philadelphia Flyers for 2001 first-rounder Jeff Wojtka, a first round pick in 2004 that became Rob Shrimp and a third rounder in 2005 that became Danny Savret. Comrie was traded out of Philly after just 21 games. Yeah, for Sean Burke and the rights to Ben Eager and Branko Radovojevic. So two quick trades involving Comrie, who did have multiple 30-goal seasons in the NHL. As I recall, I don't think Hitch was the biggest fan of uh, Mike Comrie. thought he was a little undersized uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, Andrew Cogliano's played a long time in the NHL. Let's get to a one-on-one conversation with the Dallas Stars forward. Well, this uh, group's having quite a run here, Andrew. I mean, guys are 18-4-3 over the last 25 games. Experienced team. Do you think that played a factor in maybe being able to overcome some of the challenges early in the season? Yeah, I think it uh, it helped. You know, we um, you know when you start off that bad and you have expectations to be a really good team, I think it it could wear on you. And it was probably one of the toughest times of my career in terms of experiencing early in the season. So, um, you know, having a bunch of guys that have been around for a while, I think helped things out. And also, I do think we have a good team. So, you know, that the combination with all that, um, you know, got us out of it. Is it? Team defense, is it the goaltenders you have? I mean, they both have save percentages north of 925. Uh, what do you think it is? It's got you in the position where you're number one in the league defensively. Yeah, both. I think goaltending has been a huge factor for us. They've they've been two guys that go in and every every night and can win a game. And um, and we also take pride in our defensive game. You know, I think everyone throughout the lineup needs to play defense on a given night to win games and um, and I think that's how you win the league so um, we have the toughest I think offensive team to play tonight but um, you know on a nightly basis defense defense and playing that type of game is our recipe what makes Edmonton the toughest offensive team to play you know I think obviously those two guys are uh 
probably one, two in the in the world in terms of hockey players. Um, you know, they just can create nothing, something out of nothing, really. I think that's the biggest thing about playing against them. You know, sometimes you're out there and nothing's going on, and then uh, you give up a chance and it's in the back of your net. So um, you have to... It's easy said than done to, to key on them, but you got to find a way to play good five-man team defense when you're on ice against them. Do older teams, and you guys have an older team, I mean, I think you've got 11, 30-year-old players that are going to play tonight. Do older teams know how to start te- uh, games better than younger teams? Um, it's tough to say. I think I feel like definitely as I've been more experienced, I think the start of games have been much more important, it seems like. Um, I don't know if that's how the league is going. I think from what I've seen as the the importance of the start of the game has definitely gone in way way bigger because I think teams defend too hard now. It's tough to get back into games if you get down. So um, I don't know. It's it's we've had our lulls um, and in periods of games and sometimes at the start. But I think any team now, I think it's the start of a game is is crucial if you want to really have, give yourself the best chance to win. I'm not gonna obviously you know you can't say anything about what happened with Jim Montgomery, but just a comment on how seamless it was and and maybe beneficial having the experience of former NHL head coaches and Rick Bonus and mm-hmm. John Stevens mm-hmm. and Todd Nelson here to help you guys transition through a, a unique time. Yeah, it was it was a difficult situation. It was a weird one to be honest, but um we have full confidence in Bones. Um, he's been had, he's been on the bench for a long time. We have full confidence in John and 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 even Todd. You know, Todd Nelson's been a head coach in the minors for a long time as well. So um, Bones has come in seamlessly and continue to preach the same system we've been playing, and I think that helps, right? When you change coaches, you want to be able to go out there and do the same things you've been doing. So uh, we got full confidence in Bones. He's done a good job, and we want to continue to play hard for him. Uh, Andrew, you, of course, Sam Garnier, great friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sort of had a little bit of a career resurgence in Edmonton after spending a large portion last. And sometimes it's just about situational fit, but uh, I know you stay in contact mm-hmm. with him. You're obviously happy that he's back in the league. Of course. You know, I think we've been really good friends for a long time, and you want to see your friends do well. So, um, you know, he's trying to find his place, I think, in the lineup. I talked to him quite a bit, and, you know, he's, he's bouncing around here and there. But for a team that is looking for secondary scoring, I think he's a player that could provide that. At, at, in times and, and throughout a season when he needs when he needs scoring. So um, hopefully he could do that and, and continue to play. That's Andrew Cogliano talking about his former line mate, uh, Sam Gagne. Uh, that wraps up the, what day is it today? Monday edition of Oilers Now. Uh, reminder, tonight, 5 o'clock, uh, face-off show, 6.30 puck drop. The Oilers and the Dallas Stars in the American Airlines Center. Tomorrow, Sportsnet Spec, Sportsnet Spark Specter for the horses and horse racing Alberta, featuring live racing this Friday at 7.15 and on Boxing Day at 1.15 at Century Mile. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell followed by the 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen I. So long, everybody, from now, from Dallas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet.